This is My Hearth and Home, a witchy podcast. My name is Angelica, and I'll be your host. Hello, and welcome to episode four of My Hearth and Home, a witchy podcast. Uh, I can't believe it's episode four. That means I've been doing this four weeks in a row, which is pretty darn exciting. It is a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in my corner of the world. Uh, There is snow on the ground, but the sun is bright and it definitely feels like um, it definitely feels like springs in the air to me. Um, I'm really hoping that our little groundhog friends who, you know, didn't see their shadow are right and that spring is around the corner. Um, but as for this episode, what are we going to do today? Uh, well, we're going to talk about the moon. We are going to talk about Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about my hearth at home and your hearth at home. So sit back, uh, relax, and enjoy. So the moon, what is the moon doing? Well, this weekend is a full moon. Um, it's the full moon in February, so that is the snow moon, the quickening moon, sometimes it's called the hunger moon, and it is also the full moon in Leo. So according to spiritdaughter.com, this is a moon where we will express our emotions, we need to live life to the fullest, open our hearts, find our creative self. Um, and, you know, kind of figure out what sort of things bring us joy. Um, generally speaking, the full moon is a time to manifest desires. Um, it's very powerful. So if you have any sort of spells or magical workings that you want to have a little bit of extra oomph, um, to, uh, the full moon is the time to do it. Um, the full moon is also a really good time to protect Um, do banishing spells, cleansing, um, charging crystals or magical jewelry. It's a really good time um, to heal and it's a really good time to examine the heart. So yeah, if you have any sort of magical workings that you've been waiting to do, um, now may be the time for you to do it. Okay, but now on to the main topic today. Um, that is Valentine's Day. Um, Valentine's Day falls next Friday. Um, but instead of doing the Valentine's Day episode next weekend, I wanted to get it done, you know, today so that, you know, you guys can spend the week thinking about, you know, its origins, the legends, how it's sort of come to be, and what you guys can do. Um, so valentine's day february 14th it's um you know when lovers express their affections with gifts and chocolate and roses and you know it's it's a thing you know lots of red and white and hearts and you know cute little animals and all of that but i'm sure some of you have wondered um where does valentine's come from well 
Um, back in ancient Rome, there was a festival this week called the Lupercalia. Um, the main day of the Lupercalia was February 15th. And um, Lupercalia comes from the word lupus, which um, means wolf. Um, and this is because the there was the rumor, or no, the legend, um, origin story of Rome says that a she-wolf took care of Romulus and Remus, the twins who eventually founded Rome. Um, the Lupercalia was overseen by the Luperci. Um, they were the priests in charge of this festival. Um, the festival began with an animal sacrifice of either a goat or a dog. Um, uh, then two Luperci uh, went to the altar, touched the bloody knife to their forehead, and were supposed to laugh, apparently. Um, the blood was then wiped off with wool that had been dipped in milk. Um, a sacrificial feast followed, and the Romans, you know, certainly loved their feasts. Um, the Luperci would then cut the skins of the sacrificial animals into thongs, which are, you know, strips of the leather. And then they all ran around the Palatine Hill, which is one of the seven hills of Rome, um, striking out at all the women who passed. And it was believed that if a woman was struck by, you know, the strips of leather, then they would be gifted with fertility. And this, this Lupercalia festival lasted the entire history of the Republic and the Empire until it was finally, um, you know, made illegal, disbanded in 494 CE. Um, but that, the Lupercalia being, you know, a, a more fertility festival, um, doesn't really explain where our modern day idea of Valentine's Day comes from. Well, Apparently, there were many saints um, named Valentine or Valentinus. Um, two were killed by the Emperor Claudius II. One, one uh, secretly married men who um, wanted to avoid the army because at the time, um, only single men could enroll in the Roman army. So, you know, young men would get married um, and avoid it. And this became such a problem that Claudius actually banned marriage um, until they had done their, uh, you know, duty to be in the army. And Valentine uh, didn't like this. So he, he secretly married them and and was, um, you know, beheaded, killed because of it. Um, there is also apparently a St. Valentine of Turini, her attorney, um, who was a bishop as, as opposed to a priest. Um, and... He also beheaded, was beheaded by Claudius II. Um, only St. Valentine of Tyranny um, preached to persecuted, uh, persecuted Christians. Um, and, you know, that's why he was, he was you know, put in jail and, and beheaded. Um, but legend says that this Valentine sent a message to his love from prison and signed it uh, from your Valentine, which is still in use today. Um, it really isn't until, um, the Middle Ages that, um, Valentine's Day is really mentioned again, uh, in Parliament of Fools by Geoffrey Chaucer, which is a poem from 1375, Valentine's Day is written, uh, uh written about, um, but the oldest written Valentines, co uh, come from around 1400, the oldest, uh, surviving one, um, 
is by Charles Duke of Orleans um, to his wife in 1415, and he wrote it to her when he was trapped in the tower, as, you know, lots of people were. Um, and there is also speculation that King Henry V had a known a, a writer known as John Lydgate to compose a valentine to Catherine of Valois. Um, so it really kind of started as more popular in the upper classes, and then, you know, by the 17th and 18th century, all classes of people um, were exchanging valentines. Um, and then, you know, around the turn of the century, 1900, with, you know, the printing press and all that, um, printer cards became um, the go-to thing versus, you know, handwriting them. Um, printing cards also encourage communication t between the sexes when, you know, direct communication wasn't so, you know, open. Um, and postage was also oh, really cheap. Um, in terms of North America, Esther Howland first um, created mass market uh, Valentine's cards in 1849. And the Hall brothers uh, started printing their cards in 1913. And the Hall brothers... Uh, turned into Hallmark. Um, it was around 1868 that Cadbury started creating, you know, Valentine-specific boxes of chocolate. Um, and that trend has continued to today with cards, chocolates, flowers, gifts, you know, general dinners out, romance and love being a mainstay of this holiday um and just so you know i cite my sources all of this information thanks to the good old interweb comes from britannica.com history.com ideas.homework.com and good old wikipedia so we're now on to my hearth and home uh, so what am I going to be doing for Valentine's Day? Well, my husband and I have a standing tradition of going out for dinner um, on the 14th. We've been doing it for every Valentine's Day that we've been together, um, which is lovely. Uh, but, you know, that's all we really do to to celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, you know, since, you know, since I was a teenager, my... My ideas on Valentine's Day have changed immensely. Um, you know, when I was a kid and, and in school, we celebrated Valentine's Day and we had a Valentine's party and it was, you know, just a fun day of, of school. And, and, you know, we gave, you know, cute little themed Valentines to all our classmates and we made, you know, mailboxes and decorated it. And, and that was that. Was that. Uh, we always did, you know, Valentine's crafts full of hearts and jewels and lace and and stuff like that, and, and, you know, gave and received chocolate from my family. Um, and then, you know, in high school, uh, there was always a Valentine Grams that you could buy and sell, and, and, you know, it was very much, you know, the more popular you were, the more you got. Um, and then when I first started dating, Valentine's Day was a super big deal, um, because, you know, in my teenage mind valentine's day was like the one day of the year where you know 
chocolates and and jewelry and and you know love and romance was like you know encouraged and expected and and I expected you know a big deal to be made and like red roses and you know expensive dinners out and yada 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 um but as time has gone by I realized that you know Valentine's Day is you know a really manufactured holiday for lovers um people in partnerships um, when I was single, I really focused more on Galentine's Day, um, you know, spending the an evening either on the 14th or just on either side of the 14th, um, you know, hanging out with my, my best friend, um, you know, just hanging out, maybe doing something pampering, like, you know, getting our nails done or you're buying books, you know, exchanging friendship cards and little, you know little bits of cute dollar store stuffies, you know, just to show, you know, how much, how much we care about one another. Um, and I mean, that's not to say that, you know, if you're really into Valentine's Day, um, that's a bad thing. Um, just, just for me, um, love and romance and all of that should be infused into every day of your life. Not so much, you know, ignored for 364 days and then, you know, all put out in like one big grand show of affection on Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, so, so that's what I'm doing. Um, dinner with my husband, going to get my nails done with my bestie the day before. So still celebrating Valentine's Day, even though I have met the love of my life. Um, I will be giving Valentine's to my class, um, which I actually need to pick up this weekend and hope that the dollar stores haven't, you know, run out of all of the, you know, little knickknacky things. Um, I'll also be giving Valentine's cards and chocolate to my family because that's just how we roll. Um... And of course, you know, in terms of my, my, you know, that's me, but what's my home going to be like? Well, right now I have a giant sparkly heart, um, on my front door, um, kind of letting all occupants of the apartment know that, Hey, it's Valentine's Day. It's the season of love. Um, I like decorations. I like how, you know, different holidays and different seasons means that you can, switch out things and kind of bring a new energy into your physical space. Um, and aside from that, um, I'm probably going to do a couple of, of, you know, things to really love myself. Um, in the next week, uh, this will include taking long, luxurious baths, Um, you know, curling up on the couch with a good book, maybe spend some time cuddling my cat, who I am currently cuddling. She is, you know, sitting right next to me, which is adorable as always. Uh, Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I'll be doing, you know, this Valentine's Day.
what about you? Um, what can you do for your hearth and home? Um, well, if you're like me and you like decorating um, your space, get some kitschy Valentine's Day um, decorations and put them up. You can also, or you should also rather, go out and treat yourself to some roses or some pretty flowers um, to brighten up your space. Um, if you have a best gal friend or a best guy friend, um, spend some time with them. Um, friendship is just as equally important as romantic love. So, you know, now's the time to, you know, maybe reach out and really spend some time with your besties. Um, what do you do for self-love? Um, do you like spa days or you know long hikes in the woods or you know is your idea of self-love you know going to the gym and you know really making yourself feel good via the endorphins um maybe maybe do a self-love spell um you know collect things that you love listen to music that you love um meditate dance um, and just write out all the things about yourself that you love. Um, you know, it's, it's really important that we, we love ourselves, um, as well as, you know, loving others in our life. Um, do you have a partner that you're with? Um, hopefully, you know, you spend every day telling them how much you love them, but, you know, Valentine's Day is a good, you know, prompting to get out of your routine and do something different, romantic, dinner and a movie, go away for the weekend. Um, here in Canada where I live, it is a long weekend next weekend um, with Monday being family day, Monday the 17th being family day. So good time to go away for the weekend. Um, if, if you are single and you are going to, you know, have, you know, the Galentine's Day love and you're going to do stuff for self-love. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing a bit of magical working um, to bring love into your life. I would never um, suggest doing a love spell to specifically target someone because, you know, magic is very unpredictable like that. But, you know, doing a spell to generally bring love into your life and, and to be open to love in all of its various forms would be very appropriate magical working to do at this time. Um, you know, treat yourself really if, if you, if you're not with anybody and even if you are with somebody, treat yourself, do something that you love, um, and just, you know, get more comfortable in your own skin. And that's all I've got for you for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, please remember to uh, leave a review on whatever platform that you are listening on. It really helps to, you know, get the podcast out there. And if you'd like to contact me, you can do so 
uh, via my email, which is myhearthandhome87 at gmail.com. That's myhearthandhome87 at gmail.com, all lowercase, no spaces. And you can also follow me uh, at um, myhearthandhome87 on Instagram. So yeah, have a lovely week. Uh, We will see you next weekend. Blessed be witches.